Jordan the woman, Jordan the mom, Jordan the wife, the wife, mm-hmm. the sexual and sensual being, and like yeah. even saying Jordan Sparks and sexual being, people might be like, oh, like, oh, oh no, like, guess what? She has a kid. She had sex. Oh my god, did <laughs> you know she? How they Maybe get not. Here, right? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe she didn't. Mary Magdalene. <laughs> right? No way she did. I can't even see it. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And it's Wednesday. I'm not going to sing this time. I know you're going to miss it. Hey, ladies. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. How's it going? How are you doing? How's your week? My week is going well. I'm wearing a bright color because I woke up this morning feeling not bright. Hmm. And I was like, maybe if I put something bright on, I'll feel better. And then I did. And I feel better. Oh, wow. I never I never thought about that. So here's a tip. Actually, fuck. I don't have my pink lipstick on. That was going to be like the extra added oomph. Oh, uh, but we must have been on the same page because I'm also wearing florals. I have my pink lipstick in the bag. Man, I really want someone to go get it for me. It's <laughs> it's, it's a new moon. We're springing out. We're springing out into our new our new form. That's what the, that's what the uh, astrology said. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I... Uh, I think I'm breaking out in hives. Oh, lovely. <laughs> but everything's fine. Everything's going well. <laughs> um, should we introduce our guest so YouTube doesn't get pissed off? Yeah, let's introduce her. Today, we have a very, very special guest. Without further ado, we have singer, mama, <laughs> wife, platinum selling musical artist, actress, American Idol number six winner. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow, well, you're getting specific. Yes. Come on. Jordan Sparks. <laughs> and I was like, they're going to wonder who this third laugh is out of, coming out of nowhere. Well, people are get on us because we'll like, we always like kind of talk for a second and then they're like, you're so rude. Your guest is just sitting there. And I usually brief our guest yeah. first. I didn't, I forgot. I didn't okay. tell you that. No worries. But sometimes I feel pressure to just get into it because they curse me out on YouTube and then I curse them back out. So can you stop cursing people out it's on YouTube? It's fine. Just so you know, I was thoroughly enjoying their little moment, so I'm I'm okay. Are you okay, Jordan? Yes, okay, I'm we good. just respect Jordan Sparks. Okay, <laughs> welcome to the. I, I, what are we going to call it? Like, welcome to the Good Good Media Studio. Like, wel- welcome to Good Moms, the Good Mom- Mansion, the Good Mama Den, the Good Den. That, dude, it's, it's Mama's Den. <laughs> the Good Cave, st- the Good the, the Babe Cave. No. Oh God, <laughs> it sounds very Caucasian. Okay, well, this is very Caucasian. I don't. I don't. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to reconvene with the location. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll think about it. Welcome to the Good Moms. <laughs> Thank you. Bad choices. Show. I'm happy to be here. I think this was a good choice <laughs> for me today. <laughs> so that's good. I'm, I'm glad. Were you? Did you? Before you came, mm-hmm. did you have any? Did you do any research? Or did you like? Oh no! Like, <laughs> I no. I, oh, I, no. I I didn't actually. I I do know Erica just through. Uh, how many years has it been? I don't even know. But I met your mom first mm-hmm. um, on the set of Sparkle all those years ago. I didn't know you knew her. Yeah. I don't. Well, you don't well, tell we me like no. Uh, we know. Okay. We haven't been able to actually sit and chill. My mom did makeup on Sparkle, but then mm-hmm. I think she quit in the middle of it. Yeah, I was very sad. Yeah, like there was a controversy, mm-hmm. and my mom was like, "Fuck that shit," yep. and was like, "I'm out." Yep. <laughs> I, I, growing up, the original Sparkle was mm-hmm. like by far my favorite movie. 
I don't know why my parents were letting me watch Sparkle at a young age, but <laughs> right. it literally, I just remember today when she said that, I was like, I fucking watched Sparkle, the original, 4,000 times. I love that. So when the new one came, when the new one came, I was yes. like, I can't wait for this shit. But then I just realized, like, why the fuck was a seven-year-old watching Sparkle? <laughs> you know? I know, there's a lot of adult themes yeah. in that movie. <laughs> but hey, the dresses are pretty and the music is good, so I get it. I didn't have a lot of supervision growing up, guys. <laughs> I turned out fine. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, we've we've crossed paths a lot, but I mean, that was the, she showed me a beauty blender for the first time on Sparkle, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> she goes, this is my invention. She's like, look at my daughter, and that was my first introduction of you, was your beautiful picture, and then we've kind of just crossed paths since then, so I'm glad to actually be able to like sit and chill and, and talk with talk. you. Yeah, yeah. Wait, fun fact, guys, I auditioned for Sparkle. <laughs> you did? I did, I auditioned <gasps> for Sparkle, because in my former life. Well, I still I guess I'm still an actress, but I've, I'm I'm on hiatus for a long time. <laughs> Not um, your former life. It was, but, a, I, but I did a lot of acting when I was a kid, and so yeah. um, I remember auditioning for Sparkle, and I remember being like, I remember watching Sparkle, and I was like, now y'all know, goddamn well. <laughs> I cannot sing like this. <laughs> Why are you going to embarrass me? I, I vividly remember the audition and I was like, this, is, <laughs> this I, seems like a setup. I remember practicing in my room, <laughs> like really trying to hit notes that I have no business trying to hit. Man. So when when I heard that Jordan Sparks got the role, I was like, that makes more sense. <laughs> Were you traumatized from your attempt? <laughs> no, but because you know when you audition, like you audition for a lot of shit. I auditioned for so much shit that I'm like, girl, <laughs> first of all, like... I don't even look like these parents. Like, they will really try to match you up with some people. And I'm like, this is a waste of my time. Stop wasting people's time. I fucking hate bad casting. They waste people's time. It's so annoying. That's one of the reasons I, like, got really disillusioned with acting, too. I was like, because I was starting to tell my agents, like, I'm not going. And they're like, you're not in the position to say no to auditions. I'm like, I'm not going because I'm not going to drive to a place and do some shit that I'm never going to get the call back for. Right. Right. That's, yeah, it's a waste (laughs) of time. And also, they work for you, so. True. Well, they have, but it's a mind it fuck. But it's it a is. mind fuck. Yes. They will really confuse you. Yes. No, I get it. I was there. Like I was, I was though, like, ref- I was scared to do anything. Color my hair, cut my hair, like do like anything, change anything, anything for against yeah. the headshot. headshot. Right. You have yep. to look like this all year, <laughs> unless you're taking new headshots for two thousand dollars. <laughs> At the time, but you haven't yes, got enough work, man. so you can't afford them. Keep that fucking haircut, bitch. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so it was crazy times, and I'm like, I'm just. I'm excited to be in the space that I'm at now. Like, because you're right. That was like a lifetime ago. It was like 12 years ago. I'm not even the same person. You know what I mean? I, that's crazy how we evolve. So like mm-hmm. once you, like those cycles go quickly. But yeah. tell us your journey. I know you've like, you've done so many Ooh. things. But- Girl, I went on your wiki. I said, this is the longest wiki. This bitch has had a career. <laughs> it's been a long I was like every time. phase. I was like, this is a book right here. <laughs> no, literally. American Idol would be a book like a box set in and of itself but i feel like and you then, had even before american idol i was like reading up on you too like because you've been like you've you left school to homeschool mm-hmm. to focus on your singing career yeah, even yeah, before yeah. that so this is something you've been working towards for yes. a very long time so i let's start with when i was born <laughs> no so i my parents, birthday i'm december 22nd oh nice you're a cuspy yeah, i'm on the cusp i'm a capricorn with fiery tendencies so i got my feet on the ground but don't test me <laughs> um but i uh nobody in my family sings like me it's definitely a gift and um nobody taught me how to sing i've, I've never taken voice lessons or anything like that it's just strictly a gift and um i knew around four that i like you know i was getting attention from it but i 
didn't really know what that meant. It wasn't until I was around seven that I realized that I was actually good and that it was what I, I loved it so much. And then I saw Kelly Clarkson win Idol and I was like, I want to do that. Mm. But it wasn't the show necessarily. I just wanted to, she was winning and people were crying and she's singing and there's pyrotechnics. I was like, I want to do that. I remember that season too. Yes. I want to do that. Whatever she's doing, how she's touching people with her music. That's what I want to do. And obviously didn't know that American Idol would be around as long as it was. (laughs) And still is. Um, But yeah, so I, I sang all around town. I sang in church. I, did local competitions that turned into like more national competitions, gospel music association. I did music in the Rockies. I did all of these different things. I auditioned for star search. I did America's most talented kids when I was 14. That's where I met Tori Kelly. Mm. And so we've known each other for a while and kind of worked our way up. And then I auditioned for idol and one at 17. And then I've just been working ever since. So it's, it's been pretty, it's been pretty crazy to be honest. 2020 was the first time I really, had a home life as an adult mm. so I, I like was like i love this <laughs> i can stay home oh, like right. what this is i've been preparing for this my whole life you know so um but that was also when i fell back in love with music again because you know you know how the industry can disillusion you and there's just so many things and i was like okay i gotta take a step back because this isn't serving me anymore mm-hmm. and um I really fell back in love with music then, and now I'm really, really happy with the music and stuff that I'm creating now. I can't wait to put this project out. It's going to be so good. <laughs> I know that people are excited. Do you do you think that um, starting a career so young, mm-hmm. um, like how has that, I guess, affected how you've shown up as an adult? Because I feel like when you are under the microscope so mm-hmm. young, people are watching your every move. You mm-hmm. almost feel like you can't fuck up. Like You right. feel like you have to kind of be this... El- this, have this element of perfection in ways yeah. and to be honest like as an outsider looking in and because I don't know you that well mm-hmm. I would say like I look at you and I'm like she's like had like the very perfect kind of buttoned up mm-hmm. career yeah. and like followed the rules in ways mm-hmm. do you feel like there's pressure to kind of uphold that in ways too or is that just kind of naturally wh- how you show up I think I think it's a little bit of both because I've I've never been I- like, give me a book. I Like, just give me a book and I'll stay home. You know, mm-hmm. that's usually where my happy place is. Mm-hmm. So um, I've never been one to be out and doing crazy things. I like to take risks, but calculated mm-hmm. risks. Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> See? See? I, I like to take calculated risks. So I, I, there, I have my moments where I let loose. That's every once in a blue moon. But, like, part of it is just naturally who I am. The other part is, yes, not only from American Idol and being under that microscope, but my dad played football professionally for the New York Giants before I before I did Idol. So our family was kind of in the spotlight a little bit. So mm-hmm. even though it wasn't directly on me, I was kind of on the outskirts of that that um, spotlight. And um, so well, also like, seeing your dad and how yeah, he had to kind of also had to see how he interacted with people, certain things that he had to do, how he interacted with fans. And so I learned a lot from him. And he's he's awesome. My dad has the personality you can fall in love with him in five minutes like he will make you feel like you've been best friends for so long and um it's really special in that way but uh I think it's taken me since I met my husband and that was we're going on six years since I met him I've never felt before him I had never felt a hundred percent okay with being myself a hundred percent of the time 
because of all the things and the cameras and the microscopes and the interviews and oh, you better watch what you say because especially now you say something gets taken out of context for clickbait, whatever it is, and it doesn't matter how how much you're careful. It doesn't matter. People are still going to take it and twist it and take it how they want to. But my husband Dana really saw who I was and didn't make me feel bad Mm -hmm. for it Mm -hmm. you know how sometimes you're just like you do something goofy and they like look at you and you're just like okay mental note to never do that that again yeah you know I've never had I've never had that moment in in terms of like my personality obviously it's like okay if we are having an argument or there's you know something and it's like oh okay got it let's not go that way um but yeah he was the first person to really see me and I I really appreciated that because a lot of people have seen me. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people see me, but he knows me. And um, it's been the last couple of years, actually, since 2020, falling in love with music again. Really, I had so much stuff that was waiting to come out. So many stories, so many experiences. I have 170 something songs wow. that I'm just are in my vault, like just waiting to come out, you know. So um being able to do that really helped me get more in touch with myself and who I am now. Like who is, who am I now after becoming a mom, after being the American Idol sweetheart, who, who, who's Jordan. And, um, so I'm still discovering that, but at the same time, like the 17 year old me could not fuck with me now. You know what I mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, no, like they just, they're just, they're, I'm still 17 eternally. I think just because that was when that major event happened for me and we get not stuck, but we're, we're, we like stay within those major moments, whether they're traumatic or just amazing. Um, and so I, I still feel eternally very in touch with my inner kid. Um, but at the same time, I'm really, really happy to be shedding these older layers that don't serve me anymore they're just gonna kind of keeping me stuck so I've been doing a lot of work a lot of shadow work a lot of like why do I feel this way towards this and really trying to get underneath all that stuff so I can just be free because I want to be open and honest with my music and fans can tell when you're not so I'm really trying to be in this authentic space more sensual with myself more loving to myself more giving to myself um, and in turn that I'm able to do that for everyone else. But girl, sometimes it's, it's a, I'm tired. Yeah. It's a struggle. <laughs> I'm tired. Well, well, on top of being a mom yeah. and trying to like, yeah, tap into yourself and mm-hmm. yeah. Prioritize yes. those things can yes. feel impossible well, on top of, on top of like the microscope yeah. people waiting for you to fuck up or like just not even necessarily waiting for you to fuck up, but just watching, watching you. you. Yeah. Like you a know? Mm-hmm. yeah, and you did you grow up in the church? Like, were you is your family religious? And you mm-hmm. came from like a- yeah, I grew up in a non denominational household, um, but church was really something that we we definitely stuck with. When I was younger, I went to like what's it called, Awana, I think. Like oh, just, like, like Ky- Kairos, no. something like like, like you just have the, the, where all the kids go in the middle of the week, <laughs> like on Wednesdays, and then the youth group. Um, yeah, kind of. Uh, but I, I grew up doing that. I sang a lot in church. I was a part of the like high school worship team before Idol happened. And then um, I wasn't allowed to join the choir, the big choir, because only adults could join. Mm. But I was allowed to sing the solos in, mm. with the choir. So that was nice. <laughs> um, so I uh, was able to do that. But that definitely played a big part in my identity when I was younger. Um, my faith still is a big part of me. But I feel like now... At this juncture in my life, I'm more of a, 
I, I really like knowledge. I love to learn. And so I'm really in this space of just reading as much as I can, uh, researching as much as I can about everything. Like I want to know why does somebody believe this over here? Why does somebody believe that? Why as the person that I was raised to be or as a Christian, why are we not supposed to be okay with that? You know, I'm just like questioning. And I think that's something that I really want to passed down to DJ because growing up it was you don't question that mm. you don't gonna, question it I was gonna say like what what was the like what was this the factor that you were like shift from this is my belief system to hey let me explore all these things to actually like figure out what it is that I actually believe honestly I think a lot of it had to do with just being propelled into the industry it's completely different from right. you know sure. a christian household and church, it'll so. definitely question make you question everything yeah it makes, it makes you question and a lot of the people that i was around my bandmates and you know some of the cool artists and friends that i was able to meet you know are completely walk different walks of life from myself and um i think a lot of it too there's somebody who's very special. He was my pianist and he would help like do choreography and he's just so sweet. His name is Scotty. He now lives in Costa Rica. Good for him. I'm hey, so man. happy. Ooh, I know. Scotty will be, we'll be there soon, babe. Yes. <laughs> See you soon, Scotty. Um, you in New Year's. <laughs> but he, but he grew up, um, and obviously it's not my story to tell, but he did grow up as a Jehovah's witness, mm. but he is gay. And, um, he had to grow up with that and, you know, his family like completely cutting him off and I just didn't I didn't understand you know because I'm like why you're amazing like why would somebody do that right. and then in terms of like you know loving people you know you love who you love and I just we would have conversations and I would get emotional because I'm like I don't understand I don't understand why this is so hard for people to grasp mm -hmm. like look even now I'm just like <laughs> I don't I don't get it and I'm sorry no. I'm coming off of my that time of the month, so everything is like, <laughs> but I'm also very a very empathetic person, and I just that doesn't make sense to me. We cry here, girl. Yeah, it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And I know I'm in a safe space, but that I think was the first. I don't remember what year that was or what time, but it was early, uh, 18 to 19 where I just was like. Okay. And I've always been a little bit different than my family. My grandpa one time, I'll never forget, you know, those little tests they used to have where, okay, you're, you fall on this side of the scale or this side of the scale. And it was a Democrat or Republican. And I was right in the middle. And my grandpa looked at me like, what? And I said, <laughs> I'm just answering the questions the way I think. So I've, I've always been a little bit, not necessarily a black sheep, but I've always thought differently. Mm -hmm. And I've, I feel like I've had a more open mind. Um, not saying that my family is crazy or bigoted because they're not. They're the most loving people. Um, but I think, you know, when you're raised one way and you, you learned it all the time, most people stay there because they need that because it's the it's the structure that they've that they've learned. And I don't want to say fed, but basically have I been mean, fed. We're, we're, we're programmed in yeah. ways, you know, it's familiar, it's comfortable. It's what you're indoctrined to. Yeah. Uh, we talk about that in our book. It's just like. We're coming to the world as like blank canvases. Exactly. And I like, this is not a great example, but I always say like, like pets were domesticated, mm -hmm. like sit, stay, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so like, even as moms, we, we kind of, we, we do, we domesticate our kids. Hey, mm -hmm. don't grab that. Hey, yeah. don't stare. Yeah. Hey, don't do We that. don't believe this. Don't we don't believe that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, no, 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 no. We don't say that, you know? And it's just, uh, we have this like incredible responsibility to gift our kids with either 
you know, just continuing that cycle and saying this is what we believe and that's that, or giving them the gift of uh, curiosity and exploration yeah. and like, what do you believe? You yeah. know, what um, do you think? What do you think? I'm yeah. always asking yeah. him what he thinks. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, okay, well, that's a good answer too. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's okay. I don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I think, I think more moms need to hear that. You know that you. You, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but you don't have to necessarily, like, your child doesn't have to be born into your beliefs for them to, you know. Right. Because you know, everybody, we're literally spirits, souls that come through. and We're they, just in a vessel. We're just in a vessel. It's passing by. Literally. Well, yeah. I also think if things don't, <clears throat> I think a lot of times because how we are, how we're raised, we know certain things don't add up to to us mm-hmm. but we still resist it yeah. you know we still go against it and we follow suit and it's okay to change your mind it's okay yes. to question you don't have to abandon all the parts of your religion no. because you don't agree with this whatever this yeah. these this chapter or this verse or whatever the, whatever it is there's i think beauty in all of it yeah. even in you know i'm I, I i can't say that i'm a christian i'm I, i'm a spiritualist i know people listening are like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> The God lives within me. That's what it means. Um, I make the fucking rules. I believe in love. (laughs) I believe in love. I do. I believe in kindness. I believe that there is something much bigger than us here Mm -hmm. that that controls what's happening. Um, But I think that it's so funny. The other day, my housekeeper, I'm going to share the story. My housekeeper, (laughs) she is... I don't really know her that well, even though she's in my home. Um, She... I I knew she was, like, pretty religious based on... A mom, the mom's referral, like she was referred to me from another mom. She's like, oh, she's Betty's pretty religious. I was like, I don't care if Betty's religious as long as she's, you know, safe and cleans my house. Mm-hmm. Well yeah, yeah. And is kind. Yeah. And so, you know, me and Betty, have, you know, we've had a few conversations, nothing too deep. But she was seemed like a kind lady and she is a kind lady. But anyway, my I was out of town and my um, my brother went over there and he's gay. And he I think he'd been there before. He had they've had to cross path, cross paths before. But maybe she had never seen him be intimate with his partner, uh, like kiss him. Yeah. And so he, I guess they were kissing or something. And then on the way out in Spanish, she must've said like, you guys need salvation or something. Oh. And, and he didn't really understand what it meant, but his boyfriend is, uh, I think, I think I don't want to say he's like El Salvadorian or something. He was like, she just said we need salvation. So my <laughs> brother called me and was like, sis, listen, you either you won't say something or I'm gonna say something. And I was like, oh, you know he and he and I, I and I cannot leave it up to him. It oh. will not go well. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, let me handle it. <laughs> and so Betty came over, <laughs> and I was like, hey, Betty. So listen, I heard that you know you met my brother. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know your brother. And I was like, so I heard you said he needs salvation. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, I did. And I was like, okay, well, is it because he's gay? And she said, yeah. I was like, okay, I was really hoping you were going to say no. Was <laughs> it me? Anything I, I was really hoping because I really need you to clean this house. Yes. Right. I know. And and she was like, yeah, no, you know, I used to be a really big sinner, Erica. And then actually I asked Tali, I was like, was Betty a big sinner? She's like, oh, is yeah. that who you got her from? Yeah. She was like, no, she was like a thug back in the day. And I was Whoa. like, what? I was like, what the thugging was Betty doing? <laughs> Anyway, not she was a thug. Back she in was the like day. she was not living a good life. That's what she said. I have questions. So you know, I was like, well, Betty, like that's my brother, and like this is his life, and like he should live it. And you made him feel really uncomfortable. And she was like, well, that's just my belief system. And I was like, well, I need you to leave your belief system at the door. And she oh, was like, nice. well, I don't think I should work for you because oh, 
I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. And then I was kind of like almost started to backpedal. Like, well, <laughs> really? I really need to. Maybe we can work something out. We'll just come over and. But then I was like, Tuesday? okay, consciously, this can't, I can't have this. This can't. This yeah. can't be. Um, but she, you know, it, it was fine. We were, we, we ended just fine or whatever. But, you know, she was. She, civil conversations. It's easy to talk through things. Like, it's so simple. We can all do it. It did. It, it did. But I was just like, damn. Like, yeah. and I said to her, I was like, it's like your God doesn't believe that everyone should experience love. Like, mm-hmm. what does your God believe? And she's like, that's Not just you trying to get to the bottom. Of I it. really did. Cause I was really hoping we can come to a common ground. Right? <laughs> Cause I need this house <laughs> clean. Damn it. This house I've known him a long clean. time. He only likes men. I, I think he's tried <laughs> genuinely. I do. He really did. <laughs> Even with me. No. Um, so, <laughs> No, this is not my real brother, guys. Sorry. That let me let me let me rewind because that sounds weird. That said, sounds huh? weird. Can you please clarify? Jesus. <laughs> You're not blood brother. <laughs> um, but anyway, I don't know where that came. I, I think I was going off of just like people's belief systems and yeah. just there's understanding of these putting into box like what love is supposed to look like yeah. and how love is supposed to show up and how it re- like relates to your life and. Mm-hmm. You know, you can love people in peace. Like, I love Betty. I wish her the best. I want course, her the best yeah. for Betty. <laughs> but I also had to, like, protect my brother, of you course. know, because he's all, he's going to be in my house always and be in my life always. Yeah. And I have to respect his comfortability in those ways and protect him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just like those parts of that part of any religion I, I, I is always something that makes me feel really uncomfortable. I'm just like, why? This yeah. doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. One of, of all the things, like there are so many other things we could be getting mad about, like, but who someone loves just doesn't. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I, I agree with you. And I think it's amazing that you were able to do both things in love. You were able to protect your brother in love and you were able to speak to Betty in a way that didn't make her feel like you were like, well, F you and everything you believe in. And did you know what so. Betty called me the other day? She did? Because oh, she on, did. Because I paid her and I must have overpaid her. And then she said, you overpaid me. If she wasn't a Christian, she would have done that. I know. I said, you know what? Look at God. Look at God. It's still in motion. <laughs> not God. It's still in motion. Protected me. It's, even though I'm not a Christian. She's going to give that money to Nisha. Oh, you know what I also did tell Betty? I said, Betty, just so you know, you know, all the people that I put you on to, like who you're working for, they're gay as fuck. Not you telling her everybody's <laughs> gay. I mean, hey, Everybody's gay. I did. I said that's fine, but everybody's gay. I was like, I just hope you know, like everyone's gay. I wish you everyone's gay. (laughs) Good luck sanctifying everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, now she can make her own decision. Betty had guys to see all the vibrators and weird shit I have in that drawer. I don't know how she thought she was working for who she thought she was working for over here. That's why she didn't talk to you. She was hoping that she could just keep keep in her lane. She's got a drawer too. (laughs) Right. Okay. Jesus didn't say nothing about vibrators. Look, Betty might have a whole gun and she might have weapons. Okay, because she was living the thug life. I could something. I could kind of see that. Right. She looks like her. Like she's kind of like stone cold. Mm -hmm. I can kind of see her. She was wearing those long skirts. I could see her being like a little. I'm kind of scared of her. I mean, and I would come to your house. I'd be like, "Hi." I'm like, "Okay, well, <laughs> never mind, Betty. We're not, I guess we're not going to be cool." <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, that's my thing with religion. It's just so black or white. I was, I was seeing a clip for somebody's show, and they were like, "Someone." The guy was like, "You know, I'm a God fearing man. I'm a Aquarius," and she's like, "No, which one is it?" Oh, I was like, "Well, you can't be. You can't be both." I'm like, it's just so like. This is this and this is that. Yeah. You can't be gay and you can't eat shrimp. I don't know. I yeah. just made that up. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just like it. it humans, it's very boxed in. Yes. Humans are so 
multifaceted. It's yeah. just like impossible for our for us all to live in these like sectors and like and then there's like the 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 need to protect it. And if you d- get outside of this, then you're wrong. Yeah. And like that it creates so much violence, you know, like just trying to defend this thing, this thing, because for no fucking reason, because I don't really care who you have. I don't care who you love, you know, yeah. and in reality, it doesn't stop my show. Yeah. But like the belief that I can't work for you or I can't coexist with you if you do X, Y and Z, it just seems so like it seems unfair. It's unfair. And it's also it's also you do yourself a disservice by not getting to know different people other than yourself mm-hmm. and other people from other walks of life. Because I feel like I, I meet such cool people all the time. Like it's so amazing. I was able to go to this event that I probably would have never been to had I not met. It was like a snowball effect. Like I met this one person, they invited me. I ended up going, it was the next night. And I was like, it was like a treasure trove of people. Normally when I go into an event, I know what everybody does. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you sing, you podcast, you produce, you are a songwriter. Like I'm usually like within the scope of, okay, you're all in entertainment. This particular room, I had no idea what anybody did. I just knew that there was a lot of money in the room, (laughs) but I didn't know what anybody did. So there were some people who were in like affordable housing, real estate. There were some people who were in banking. There was, and I just was like, well, how did you get into that? You know? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just so cool. And I felt so enriched. Like I left and normally I feel drained leaving from Mm. events and things like that. But this time I was just very excited to be able to just meet new people from different walks of life and I just I know that's not religious but well, it's but just no. an example but, of you never know who but you're I feel meet. like it is right I feel like like the the divinity lives in being open yeah. because like if you are able to flow freely that's you kind of being able to flow with God you know like but if there's so many rules ag- about like what God looks like or how people mm-hmm. show up in this like space you're kind of oh you make judgments and you put yeah. up walls like oh you do are you gay no I'm cool oh Oh, you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, you do tarot? Oh, I'm cool. But like, I think God's the true essence of God is the flow. And like, I think people don't pay enough attention to that. Like you go around people and you feel drained or you're like, I just wasted a whole fucking four hours talking about nothing. Yeah. Or like you, you come around strangers and you're laughing and you're yeah. getting enlightened and you and you leave feeling energized. And like, that's your intuition telling you to continue here. Or, you know, and just like you said, like mm-hmm. you go to this party, you meet this one person, then you say, fuck it, I'm going to go to go hang out Why with not? this random person the next day like Girl, I went out two nights in a row I couldn't believe myself <laughs> yeah I was like strangers who am I right right yeah. but, but we're, we're so conditioned to go against that like mm-hmm. even me and Erica became friends because who, like God was like hey go to the bar and meet this bitch but like that is not necessarily how it would generally like yeah. we had to be open enough to kind of just like follow that divine calling mm-hmm. which is our intuition yeah but like I think religion sometimes conflicts with that divine calling which is your intuition yeah. to be like you know what? I'm gonna go with these strangers yeah you know they seem interesting yeah. you know and like people kind of uh limit themselves and like the experiences and the people that they could have yeah. just from being like open to following your gut instinct which is really gu- your direct it's, it's never wrong the direct source to god yeah like you're that's you are source yeah mm-hmm. i think actually now that we're talking about this it does go back and a- apply to when i was younger because i had i had a purity ring and um, that was all anybody wanted to talk about after I was on Idol. Because I, 
somebody asked me about it and I just said, oh, it's my purity ring. And then it just, it just took off. But you had a purity ring before you were an idol. Purity yeah. ring is you, because I don't, it's just like you're a virgin. Is that like you saying I'm a virgin like, or I'm, I'm making, waiting? You're, I'm you're waiting. To wait. Well, I'm oh. making the commitment to wait until marriage. Got sure. it. That was, that was what it was, what I took it as. And you, and you do it with like a group of other girls too, right? Um, it was around the same time. I didn't do it with them. It was just between me and my parents. Um, oh, okay. Was that a conversation but, that you brought up or was something that they, I'm just, I'm always curious, like, honestly, is it, I don't remember. You don't, I was like, yeah, I was wondering if it was like something that your parents were like, Hey, this is an option you should do. Or you're it, like, it kind of went, it coincided with, um, she's about to be famous. No, I was, I was 13 when we had that conversation and I was going to a private Christian school as well. And so it co- kind of coincided with our health talk, like how you're going to become a woman mm. and that whole, like you're going to get your period soon and da, 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 and all. So your parents that. did have the talks or was it just one? T- I'm, I'm curious, like, cause you know, it's always so different with, with parents, especially mm-hmm. now, like some parents don't have the talk at all. Some mm-hmm. parents have one talk and they're like, okay, we did it. We're done. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were never sheltered, at least in my home, mm-hmm. like the school, all the kids had different experiences, but I mean, I knew what sex was. I knew all that stuff like that. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was more like, Hey, um, we got you this ring and you know, to wait until, uh, you're married. And at the time growing up in the school, it made sense. It made, Everybody was doing yeah, it. Yeah. It made sense to me. And I was like, okay. And I also wasn't the type of person who was very curious in that way. Anyway. Um, I think I was, curious about what it felt like but i wasn't curious enough to do it if that makes sense i was right, just like, like i'm eh. too scared and also i was focused on music i was not thinking about anything like that and you got this nice ring yeah. right fuck i was like i'm good yeah. I'm, I'm great um but going back to what i was saying on the part of how it kind of like seeped into my identity because everybody that that was all they wanted to talk about. And then like, once I was in a relationship, that was all they wanted to talk about. And she take her purity ring off or like this person took her virginity. I'm like, y'all don't know that. First of all, (laughs) second, I'm not going to tell you that. Third, Like it just became this huge thing. And I think as some, a young woman trying to navigate her twenties, as well as trying to navigate who I am in the public eye. um, I think it played a lot into my decision making on like the type of music that I, I allowed myself to do, but also that I was allowed to do. Mm. I had the box like, no, you're here. No secular music. Yeah. Well, not even that. I, cause I, I didn't do gospel music uh, or anything right, like that's that. That's just non-gospel secular. Yeah. I just mean like, like I couldn't go out like R and B. Like my third album was way more R and B, way more sensual. I was, I was 25. I was like really coming into my womanhood. And, um, I think it was one of my best albums to be honest, but it, from the outside looking in, people were like, what is this? This doesn't make sense. And I'm like, but it does make sense. Like, this is not you. Like, how yeah. you tell like, me? How do you know who I am? <laughs> right. like, I'm a woman. Know? Exactly. And so now I feel like at this point in my life, I'm just at the point where I'm just like, why? I'm unapologetic with it, if mm. that makes sense. Like, you're going to get what you get. I've always, I've always 100% by myself. I've never tried to hide, like my goofiness or, or anything like that romantically and romantic relationships is a little bit different because the mental space is different there but in terms of like who I am with people I am this is what you get I'm just gonna chill with you and we're gonna sit and have a good time and you know we might talk about something deep hopefully we'll talk about something deep because I like to talk about deep things <laughs> but um 
you know, I just, I always have my, this tattoo right here is. Oh, I like that. Thank you. My angel wings is a reminder to just keep my wings out for other people. Like when I'm out, just, you know, to be aware that other people have needs. You never know what they're going through. And um, I always have that moment where I'm like, okay, I got to recharge. It takes me a second. Like the Grammys, you won't see me for like five weeks after that. I'm like, okay, it's too much. <laughs> energetically. Yeah, energetically, it's a lot. Yeah, people like, people don't recognize when you're a public figure in ways and you're talking to people and you're out and you're yeah. traveling. It's It, it, it wears on your, a lot your energy, energy levels. Yeah, It's so funny. This is like... I was I was in New York and I was having a conversation. We were like playing a game, and I don't even know why this came up, but like Holly, um, not Barry, Holly, the singer, mm-hmm. made, Hallie Clo- oh, Chloe, Hall- Chloe, which one's not Ariel? Hallie Bailey, Chloe, Chloe Bailey, yeah. And it was with another woman, and she got first of all, I was in New York. She got super aggressive, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, she's trying to be a sex symbol. She's patting her pussy on stage, and like she just she just needs to figure out like her music. Like her fans aren't fucking with it." And I was like, "Okay." Well, that's a lot. I was like, okay, first of all, okay, like, I, I was just like. Did she hurt your feelings? I don't what did, know. What did Chloe, not you, I'm like, what did Chloe do to her? Girl, <laughs> we, me and this girl were like, cool. And then she started talking. I was like, do you hate me? And I was like, I just want to clarify, like, I haven't heard the album. <laughs> but I was like, as as a woman, I recognize that, like, being a public figure and t- being, like, 20 to 25 there's a huge transformation that, that happens. happens. And yes. I was like, and we may not know what the fuck she's going through, mm-hmm. except for the fact that I'm a woman. And between 20 and 25, a bitch was doing some things. Yeah. <laughs> bitch was exploring, scratching the surface. I just peeled the bitch back. But I was just like, how can, like, how come we just don't give her space to do that? Like, why are we even having this conversation? And she's like, well, if you're an artist and you show up and, like, if your fans are telling you, it's, oh, this is what it was. Seems like she's trying too hard to be like the other girls who have like fake asses and like there was this whole conversation. And I was like, but we don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> like we don't know who she's trying to be. She might be just trying to figure it out. She might mm-hmm. be trying to be her, herself on yeah. Monday. Yeah, you know, like and it was just like it was so interesting. And she got really like passionate about this conversation. And I was and they're like, basically, it was just like I'm not being realistic, me because oh. like the fans like are being real with her about what they want and what she's giving them. What is she work for the fans? Yes, that's what they were saying basically. I and I was like but it's like definitely topsy turvy now with like a social media and everything like that. But I was just I'm like, kinda a little backwards. But I was like, but she's the artist mm-hmm. and like that's the thing about art. Like you don't define it. It evolves, yep. you know? And I was just like, damn, like even as black women, this is another black woman we were having this conversation like with and I was just like you're you as a black woman, you're not even giving her the space to openly explore the same thing that maybe you you know you actually experienced too, you know? Mm-hmm. And like because she's an artist or because she's like, you know what I mean? Because you don't like it or because this person said it's not what she's supposed to be doing or yeah. she doesn't to you it doesn't look comfortable. Like she might be very comfortable popping that pussy. <laughs> she looked comfortable to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was just like I can't imagine, even for you, you know, and like this is right now we're having this conversation and there's even like thinking of like the things that people were able to get away with asking you about your virginity when yeah. you're 20 years old. Like, yes. And younger and, and, and I, younger. It's like, why, like why would it yeah. be okay for this grown ass person to be asking a child about her virginity yep. publicly and nobody yep. said shit. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, there's a weird fascination with that. It happened with Britney Spears. It's exactly. happened with a lot of artists and like, now that I'm older and in my 30s, I look back on a lot of the things that happened or were allowed you know, in the media or whatever. And I'm like, what the 
fuck? <laughs> yeah. What? Like, as a mother, like, can you imagine someone interviewing your daughter asking her about Listen. that? And I'd be like, bitch, if you don't get, like, who are you talking to? You can take, you can step. Please okay. go over here. Like, it's just been, it's been interesting to, to, to go back. Cause when you start healing yourself, you have to really go back to a lot of things that you, I'm I'm really good at compartmentalizing. I'm really, really, Same, really girl. good at it. <laughs> and um, I think because of the industry that I'm in and, and what I have to do and how things were, then I think I really just had to be able to do that and learn that skill. I'm working on not being as good at it mm-hmm. because something can happen and I can just be like, all right, put it away. Mm-hmm. Gotta keep going. Gotta keep moving. Yeah, because okay, the show must go on. Essentially, like go. And so, in this process of the last few years, having kids also makes you really look too. If you're aware enough to do the looking, if not, you just continue to do what you're doing. But having my son has really shaken me to my core. Like, oh, like why am I triggered by this? Because he's not doing anything wrong. Why am I triggered? Mm-hmm. Like, so I've had to do a lot of work, but it's also led back into my career and how everything started and just different experiences that I had that I've kind of like packed away in a box. But really a lot of those things, you know, cause your body remembers the body keeps score. It remembers. It's and like, it's just like, okay, I'll deal with that. I'm not ready to deal with this one. That one can stay for a second, but let's, <laughs> let's open this box. This today. one looks small. I can, this I can one, this, this one looks manageable. This one looks like I can work through it. So I'm, I'm really going through a lot of those things. You know, when I was doing idol while my proverbial star was rising, I had four people die while I was on the show. Mm. Wow. My best friend, mm. my, my best friend passed away the week, the week I went there for Hollywood week. Oh my God. And it was just like, a lot of people don't know that side, but that's because you weren't allowed to talk about it. Yeah. Well, it's not even that you're not allowed to, but people don't want to hear excuses from artists, mm. right? They don't want to hear that you're, I mean, that life now, is lifing, right? Yeah, that maybe, maybe now because we have social media and the struggle and all that stuff and being able to share that. But then it was like, well, you get to do this. So how could you even be Complaining, sad? Right. Like, even if somebody passes away, like, well, what do you have to complain about? What do you have to be sad about? And so there's a lot of stuff that I'm like looking back at, like, I really should have been able to deal with that, but I just wasn't. And I wasn't equipped with the tools either that I have now. So, um, there's a lot of, moving parts and you were like let's go through your career and I was like um uh, <laughs> I don't know where to start really um there's just a lot of things that have that have happened and have gone on and I've I've learned so many things and I'm grateful I wouldn't redo my 20s for anything and you couldn't pay me you couldn't pay me I don't want to go back I as soon as I turned 30 I was like <gasps> yes and not only because it wasn't that I instantly felt comfortable or better in this space but I felt like for me personally, that 30 people finally would start listening to me as an adult. Mm. I'm stuck in a lot of people's minds still as a 17, 18 year old girl. And so for a lot of for me to do something, some people it's like almost shock value when I do something because that's who I am in their mind. And so that's been my thing uh, with this new music is trying to match and like kind of not bridge the gap but like be able to evolve and be who I am now without them being like well this seems like a left turn Mm, you know but but I've had it's taken me some time to be able to do that and now I'm just at the point where I'm like this music is just good it's just good it doesn't have a 
thing. I couldn't really put it in a genre. It's just good music. Mm. And that's all I want to do is I want to make good music, sing my face off, and <laughs> make people feel, you know? I feel like we're really distracted by a lot of stuff right now. Everything is just distracting. There's nothing that is going, hey, you should probably just feel this right now in mm. this moment. And so that's what I want to do when I'm on stage. You know, when I'm on stage, everything goes like this. Everything makes sense. I know that I'm in my purpose and my calling when I'm on stage with a microphone in my hand, looking directly at that person standing there and singing to them. Like I just, it's where I need to be. Well, I'm I'm excited to 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 hear the music. Thank you. And it's true. Like people will try to hold you hostage to mm-hmm. a time in your life, mm-hmm. and you are not Jordan Sparks, seventeen year old Jordan Sparks. You are Jordan the woman, Jordan the mom, Jordan mm-hmm. the wife, the wife, mm-hmm. the sexual and sensual being. And yeah. like even saying Jordan Sparks and sexual being, people no. might be like, oh, like, oh no, like, guess what? She has a kid. She had sex. Oh my god, did <laughs> you know she? How they maybe get not. Here, right? <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> maybe. She didn't marry Max, <laughs> right? No way she did. I can't even see it. No, you know, but like people do that, yeah. you know, and you know, I, I can only imagine what, you know, what kind of, I guess, what kind of unpacking you've had to do to kind of like say, you know what, this is the fuck I am. This yeah. is it. This is yeah. it. I'm sure the journey is still going. And oh, it's definitely ongoing. The release of music <laughs> is probably, I mean, I know for us, like talking has been our our I guess our medicine mm-hmm. in standing in our truth mm-hmm. even the book set even as it pushed further towards that truth yeah. and yours is through 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 music yeah that's my that's my catharsis like I just I can get it out through music because I could I could I want to do stuff like this as well which is why I wanted to come do the podcast because I'm like I want people to be able to hear from me just in a different way on a on a different platform in a safe space for women by women um, I always want to be able to be a part of stuff like that. So I'm grateful. Thank you guys for having me on. Um, so I'm doing more. I'm trying to do more of that, more of the speaking part, because for a long time, the speaking part, not that it made me nervous, but it was always just, it just became, it just became something so much bigger than it needed to be. Well, you're afraid to talk. You're yeah. like, damn, I'm going to say one thing and yeah, you're like, like totally uh, misconstrue what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. if you don't, then people will rewrite, will write your story for you. Anyway, exactly. You know, which is why. <laughs> The music I've 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 always written music. I've written poetry since I was a young young kid. Um, but it wasn't until I was a little bit older that I realized that music is just poetry with uh, some instrumentation behind it. Yeah. Um, so I've I've always been writing, but now I'm I've been writing so much, and so every song you're gonna hear on this new album is directly from a thought that I had or inspired by or directly related to. Um, And then now I'm going to be able to share that. So it's definitely a story. It's just little chapters, you know, but um, it's so good. It's so good. When it comes out, I'm coming back and we'll just play. Please do. Can you send it to us? Yes. Yeah. No, I can. Is it coming out this year? Yes. Okay. It's so crazy because before you came, I was telling Prop, I'm like, Jordan Sparks is coming. He was like, oh, he was like, that's my girl. He was yeah, like, he was at the studio with he, us. He was like, <laughs> her and her husband are so cool. He's like, she needs, she needs to release those, um, those, that music, though. She's, she's playing. She's not releasing that music. I was like, oh, she has some music she's playing with? He was like, yeah. I was like, why? He's like, ask her. I was like, <laughs> okay. Ask her. Ask her. <laughs> I'm not trying to play. Um, I want to put out the music. It's just... People, hmm, how do I word this? It's difficult to go from, I feel like people don't understand how much it takes to be an independent artist, especially going from 
major label signed from a major label i was there i had the whole building behind me you know there was the marketing team there was the a and r there was the touring everybody was in-house now as an independent artist i have to find those people to help me and i have to make sure that they believe in what i'm doing and believe in the project i could hire anyone but if they don't believe in what i'm doing or they don't have the accurate or not accurate but the correct skill to be able to help me with that um then there's no point. And then I just end up back at ground zero again. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm now at the position uh, right now. I'm talking to this um, company slash label, but it would be more of a partnership with us. So that would mean that I would retain most of the ownership of my stuff. I have creative control. So we're working on those different things because I'm just like, I, I could go back to a major label, but then all this freedom that I've accrued and I've earned and I've, I've received and gotten is just going to be taken away. And so I'm like, I don't know if I really want to sacrifice that. You don't and you won't. (laughs) I don't know. I can't. You come too far. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I'm, I've, I'm, I'm working on it. I just have to, we have to figure out the terms so that we can just go. Cause the music's already done. The hard part is done. Well, we will light some candles and set some intentions for you. you. I feel like once you speak it, though, I think like women. I always say like women are witches. Like we're we're like we're so impeccable with our word. When you say something and you put it into the ether, you have the power to make it to make it come to fruition. Yeah. So I'm like I'm not even I'm not even worried. Like I know it's coming and I know it's going to happen perfectly for you and I know it's going to be in alignment because it's like the moment you choose yourself, you the your road opens up for you mm-hmm. and like i don't know if, if for women listening to this who maybe you know grew up in just shit just women <laughs> just women just born you know as a woman <laughs> we're just born <laughs> if okay. you're just born you were a woman um, you're a cisgendered woman <laughs> seriously like and you've struggled because maybe your family expects you to do x y and z or or maybe religion has played a part or maybe the guy that you date said this is how you should show up mm-hmm. like what are what are some things like what are three things three words of advice would you would give to someone struggling to tap into their freedom mm-hmm. and their free their inner free spirit what what, what were the, what are three tools or three things that you've like have helped you come out of that and like step fully into who you are and like embrace it and say, I'm not going to do this. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. Oh man. Is it three separate thoughts? You or would, three, you would like, give her three. Words? I don't know. I just heard. <laughs> See, One? I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Is it, a, is it an exercise? Well, what would you do girl? I mean, it's, it's hard to say exactly. Cause everybody's journey is their own. So I'll preface it, it. Mushrooms. I'll preface it with that. Jordan is, if you're watching on YouTube, Jordan's wearing yes. a mushroom shirt. I, I think, I think mushrooms the are the, gu- the guide. Trip, guys. Yes. It's Take like it. a portal to yourself. Yes. <laughs> so that's why I'm asking. Well, I'm connected to it. To everything else okay so let me stay on track sorry sorry no 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 you're okay i just i there's so many thoughts that go on in my head that i'm just like okay um i think for me one major thing we were talking about it earlier is our intuition i think when we have been pushed or gaslit or um in certain situations where you can't question you start to lose the connection with that intuition and what your gut is telling you. And I had lots of experiences um, leading up to where I am now to where when I look back on it, I'm like, my intuition was right the, the whole time. Like I just got goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was right. And I think 
that would be a major one is really trying to reconnect with your gut feeling and with that intuition and that, that little voice that's like, "Mm, maybe not. Or Mm. it's, it's, it's the, it's the reconnection, but it's also sometimes that gut feeling and that, that, that voice is telling you something that's the harder road. Yep. Yeah. And so you are like, uh, is that a gut feeling or am I, I tripping? Know, I'm tripping. Yeah. Like, Everybody yeah. said to do this. Yeah. You know? And so it's like trusting yeah. that the harder, the harder road is going to eventually lead you to the easier road Yeah, and making that choice. Because yeah. I mean, I have, I, I know how impeccable my intuition is mm-hmm. and I still go against it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's, you know, (laughs) no, I know. But I think women, it's literally, I think that we have, we were masterfully created to really master this part of ourselves. I'm not saying that men don't have intuition because they do, but we have some different shit over here. Yeah. Oh, we're creators. We birth. And so I think we're the portal to God. You know, I I was taught, we were talking about this with, I can't remember her name, but just my, how my nervous system always tells me first. Yes. Like literally yes. my nervous system will tell me and then my mind will confuse me. Mm-hmm. Like my body will be like, mm, and my mind will be like, I should just relax. Yeah. And I'm like, but my stomach hurts. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I'm nervous. Yes. I'm holding my breath. My chest is tight. Yeah. yeah. All of those things are signs. Mm-hmm. All of them are. So I, I guess it's reconnecting with your body too, mm. to be able to like understand what those things mean for yourself. Cause I have always been a nervous person. Mm. My husband, he is always just like, I don't understand why you're so nervous. And I'm like, it just happens. Okay. Like, I don't know. But my nervous system, which I've learned for the last however many years it's been since. Okay. Let's, if we go with idol, it's been 16 years. My nervous system has been on the fritz for the last 16 years of my life. And it it hasn't ever been able to receive a break of being out of fight or flight mode because I've been constantly touring, constantly traveling, working, having to be on public eye, having to think quick on my feet. Like, so my nervous system is like, don't say the wrong thing. It's always like this. And so when I'm about to perform, I get my hands get all, I get clammy. I get nervous. I start to breathe really fast and I have to like pray to make my, to like bring myself back down and meditate. Um, and he just doesn't understand. I'm like, it's just, it's just a, it's just a reaction that I have before I do it. I also think it's a good thing because I feel like if I'm not nervous, I might have to do a reevaluation, like a self check. Like, oh, do I really like what I'm, I'm doing? doing. Mm. You know, because um, it's just it, it's exciting and it makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the reconnection there, I think, is really important. Um, also, <laughs> this phrase that I. I don't remember who told it to me, but it was in my mid twenties and somebody was like, if it's not a fuck, yeah, it's a no. Mm. I like that. Is that today's affirmation? I think mm. if, if it's, it's not, not a fuck, fuck yeah, it's a, a no. no. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that. Like, yeah. Mm. Well, because radical the, yeses. Yeah. Well, and it also, that also goes with your, your gut and your intuition. When you have mm. a, a decision to make, if you're just like, well, yeah, no, it's a no. It's just a no. And that's not to say that to not say yes to certain things. If you have opportunity, you want to say yes. You always have the opportunity to say no again and to change your mind. Um, And I think the other thing as well, it was really important from my relationship that I had prior to meeting my husband that in between space, I literally cut 
dating and romantic anything out of my life. I was celibate for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I just focused on myself. And I've always I've always been a person who likes to be alone. I'm not lonely. I love being alone. Like I enjoy my own company and I think for a lot of people, not just women, men too, a lot of people don't know how to be alone. And I think that that's a really big uh thing for people's growth because if you can be alone you know how what you need you know how to treat yourself what makes you happy um you know how to recharge how much sleep you need you know there's just so many different things that you can't get with somebody else because they're not telling you you're telling you right and um so I think that is also important so I would say gut your gut feeling reconnecting with that um if it's not a if it's not a fuck yeah, yeah it's a no and also being able to be alone with yourself i think that's really helped me catapult myself into where i am now because i really do like i said I'm my 17 year old self it's just it's night and day the core is still there i'm still that goofy quirky smiley girl that walked into the audition room but there's just more of a sense of knowing and more groundedness that i have that i did not have before just being able to do that work after you took that time off and mm-hmm. like from dating and you like it was amazing retreated and it you're like hold amazing. on I need a minute how did you meet your now husband and like how did you know it was different I'm sad he's not here because I'd totally look at him right now and be like your turn your turn to tell the story <laughs> <laughs> um so okay let me make this let me try and make this as short as possible um Basically, I had a charity for um, 10 years, and I would follow the Super Bowl to each city. And we would come in early in the week and shine a light on organizations that were making a difference in the city um, before all like the major parties would come in. And we would give them media and press if they needed it or if they wanted it. Um, sometimes we would just go visit, and they didn't want anything. But it, would, it was basically up to them. And my 10th year... Uh, was 2017. The Super Bowl was in Houston, and we went to a few different um, organizations. And the last one we went to was his parents. He wasn't there. He lived in Dallas at the time, so he wasn't even there. And I was excited because my mom and his mom had hit it off. Mm-hmm. And my mom's not really the, the, the type of person who's like, "Ooh, no friends." She's like, "I'm good. I've got my people." <laughs> and they hit it off so I was very excited and I I loved what they were doing it's called the Forge for Families it's in the third ward in Houston it's basically um, a place a safe haven for kids after school they've got summer programs and and different things like that and it's it's really amazing Um, but I met his mom and his dad and his brother and they were like this is our family and so it was a picture of their family I don't now I know that he was like 18 years old and like young but I didn't know the difference I was like oh beautiful family so we leave and um When I tell you that, like, I had PTSD from the relationship that I had been in prior, and so my mom had tried to, she, like, I know her intentions were pure, but the trigger that, like, the fact that I would freak out, like, I just, I was like, I'm not ready for this. Like, I cannot, please don't give people my number, (laughs) and please don't have them send me flowers. Like, I, I don't want this. Like, I can't even handle it. And so... I was kind of at that point in my life. I cut everything off. I wasn't even, honestly, I wasn't comfortable even being in a room by myself with a man. Like, I just was like, Mm. this is too much. And so um, a month goes by. We leave. Yay. Like, have a good time. We leave. A month goes by. My mom's like, hey, do you mind if Bridget, that's his mom's name, um, if she connects you with her son, Dana? He's not the one that you met. 
Um, but he wants to model. He's planning on modeling and he has a trip out in L.A. And she wants you to talk to him about Hollywood. This is the most blah. mom shit I've ever right? heard. This is like my mom, my friend said it's going to call you. He'll be in L.A. Yep. Hang out with him. Yep. <laughs> Tell but him about Hollywood. Like, like, OK, so well, that's hell, welcome did. to Hollywood. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I that's what they had me not have me do, but. The reason why I ended up staying so long at their organization was they had some teenage girls who just wanted to ask me questions about mm. my life. And so I was like, you guys, a lot of what you see is, you know, photo shoots and people are calling paparazzi, blah, blah, blah. And I, I was like, there's a lot of stuff that you have to, like, really discern. Um, so she was overhearing me say that and she wanted me to do the same thing. And... Um, I didn't find out till later that she really wanted me to talk him out of moving to L.A., doing anything there, right? Completely judge me wrong on that because I'm always like, go, you can always go back home. Hollywood <laughs> is the devil, tell him so. Exactly, so um, I, I was like, okay. That was the first time I was okay with somebody having my number and I was like, all right, because I had met his mom and I was like, and he, if he tries to pull anything, I can just go to her and be like, this is, I'm not comfortable with this. Um, so my mom... And his mom put us on a group chat. <laughs> and so we all end up in the same thing. And he's like, I'm going to message you on another one. So we hopped out of that one <laughs> and we started talking and we just never stopped. Mm. We never stopped talking, but it was strictly platonic. Um, and it was just really cool to talk to somebody who didn't want anything from me. He didn't know about anything cause he was really heavily into basketball. Um, he played AAU, like the competitive stuff when he was a kid and then he played in college. And so he knew that I won idol and he knew no air. That's all. Mm -hmm. So he didn't know about all the other, cr the craziness that the media likes to put out there. And so I was just grateful to be like, hi, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I felt safe also because I told him, I was like, I'm not FaceTiming you and I'm not calling you on the phone. It's like this is gonna be text only. That's Straightforward. It. Huh? This is where we live. Yeah, I'm like this is this is where we're at. And so we talked a lot, and it was really cool. And he was very nice. I I was very intrigued by the way he he thought. I loved that he had been single for seven years. Like, so it's just there had been a lot of things, but the, it, there was no nothing because at one point he was like, "Well, you're just a bougie whatever whatever." He said, "Light skinned curly haired girl." I said, "Yeah, we well, are a green eyed demon." So we <laughs> we both agree on this. Um, Not a green idea. Yeah, so we, so we agree. And uh, he ended up flying out for the trip that he had planned. And it was Easter weekend. My brother was driving in from Phoenix. So I was like, why don't you stop by? It was like 10 o'clock at night. But I knew my brother was coming. You so. went from text to stop by at 10 o'clock at night, girl. Right. Well, because he landed and was like, <laughs> he was like, I don't, my Air, my Airbnb, I just have to wait for it or something. I can't remember what it was. But I was like, okay, my brother's on his way. You can come over. It's fine. So he comes over and I had two dogs at the time and I, I opened the door and the dogs run to him. So he bends over to pet the dogs and I'm like, okay, well that's a good sign because they love him already. <laughs> um, just as a person, it wasn't until our eyes locked that I was like, oh shit. Oh really? Mm. Cause I had seen his pictures. There was nothing, no, no nothing. I just was like, oh, he's a, he's a nice looking dude, you know? Um, but there was nothing until that moment that our eyes locked and we both knew we were in trouble. Really? As soon as he got to the house, you looked at me like, oh shit. I was like, this is not what I, this is not this. Like, I'm not looking for this, you know? He literally swept me off my feet. And it's crazy because I'm like, he literally showed up at my door. 
Wow. Literally from your mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like the most like they, ideal situation. Mama's no best. They do. Yeah, but they didn't want. That's it's crazy because they didn't want us to date. That was never the intention. And I remember going back to visit with him, and his mom was like, "I wanted you to talk him out of moving there." And now he's in love. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, "I'm sorry. <laughs> I think not really." But um, so it went by really fast. So we started talking in March. We met in April. We got married in July. Whoa. And found out DJ was coming end of August. Whoa. Two days, two days after he moved here. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. You met him in April? March. March. Mm-hmm. He moved in in June? Uh, uh, I guess not. He moved in in Basically between August. April and August, you had a baby. You got pregnant. I got pregnant after and, we got married. And, and you got married. Not only you get engaged, yeah. you got married. We got wow. married in Hawaii. Got maui in Maui. Wait, how? Wait, hold on. I know. See, see, <laughs> but it's like, but it's true. Like people always try to take you out of that, but it's like when you know, you know. Were your oh, parents when... tripping? Were they like, whoa, whoa, whoa? Oh, what? I didn't tell anybody. You got married without telling anyone? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I. So the way I, I have always been, I've never wanted a big wedding. Like my best friend was born a day before me. She knew exactly what she wanted. She knew her the dress, the style, all of that stuff, and I was just like, mm. I never, I never wanted that. And then once I became in public eye and a public figure, I'm always going to huge events and I never really get to enjoy them because there's just so much going on. And I was like, I don't want to do that for my wedding. Right. So I had always imagined myself either going to the courthouse or just something really, really small. And so we went on this trip with our friends and we went to Hawaii and we had already been talking about it. I don't remember. Were you guys already engaged at this point? No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. You just went on a random trip, not with no intention of getting married. Well, we had talked about okay. it. I was like, if we're going to, if we're going to do it, why don't we do it here in Hawaii? Nobody's ever going to expect to see us at the courthouse there. And there shouldn't be paparazzi in Hawaii. Like, right. Of all the places, it was closed. Whoa. We got there, it was closed. And so we, my best friend had gotten ordained. Oh, <laughs> she came over. So we're in the water and, and I look at him and I'm like, do you want to do it right now? Like, let's just do it right now. And he was like, okay. And so my friend was like, do you? And I was like, yep. And she asked him, so yep, we kissed in the water, and that was the one paparazzi shot. Yeah. Oh, they got they it. Got. But they had no idea that that's, that's what it was. was. That was actually oh the wedding. Oh, my God. And so um, we got married there. We did the paperwork and stuff when we got back, but um, that's where we got married. And then, uh, yeah, a month later, a month and some change later, he had moved his stuff down, and he moved into the house out here, which is two minutes up the road, by the way. Wow. And then two days later, I was like, I feel feel weird i should just go check and yeah wow Wow. were you (laughs) poor guy were you you, was supposed to be here were you excited were you scared were you ready like terrified okay um mostly because of him because i just was like he just moved here (laughs) like he just uprooted his life and now i have to tell him that I'm, we're expecting. Well, you like, guys already got married. Y'all were already doing. You yeah, guys are doing the yeah, same thing. Yeah, but but still, it was like we and neither of us were expecting it, and so it was just like, holy shit! Like, what is going on? So, poor guy. I look back on it. He didn't even have time to like, because I had a whole moment. I was I was out of there because I just wasn't ready. And we had been talking. I don't think you're ever ready for kids, to be honest. You're just mm-hmm. not. But we've been talking like, okay, yeah, like in two years, we'll start trying and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, cool, that sounds great. Nope. God was like, now, right now. And so it went really fast. But we're going on our sixth year. Wow. So in July, it'll be our sixth year anniversary. Oh, yeah. and how old is your son? Five. How was your pregnancy? Great. 
My pregnancy was awesome. Mm. It was the after part that I'm like, I don't want to do that again. What, like How birth? was birth? Easy. Oh, okay. I, not did you, easy. Did you have a natural birth? Let or? me not say easy because I don't want people to get rid. <laughs> I don't want people to get mad at me. It wasn't easy. It can't it, be easy. It was definitely challenging. I did natural. I did natural water birth. Um, at the hospital awesome. or at home? I did at a birthing center. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And they were amazing because they were like, hey, if anything goes wrong, we're, we will go with you to the hospital. Like if there was an emergency C-section or something. Um, but I didn't have to do that. Uh, Dana caught him. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. It was a really cool moment. I felt like I could do anything after that. I was sitting in the bathtub like, look at this. I was looking at the umbilical cord like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And I was like, I could lift a truck. Like, <laughs> I'm a superhero. Like, yeah, I felt like I could do anything after that. And he just, DJ was a little perfect baby. He came out, eyes open, ready. Just He's like, I've been waiting. I've been waiting are. for y'all. Mm-hmm. Wow. He was like, oh, yeah, okay, I chose, I chose right. You know what I mean? Like, he was just looking at us like, okay. All right. Um, but yeah, I, the, my pregnancy was great. I didn't have any morning sickness. I, everything was pretty much smooth sailing third trimester. He kind of sat a little bit on my sciatic nerve, but other than that, like it was great. Um, it was the mental stuff after Mm. that. I was just like, I can't, I can't do this again. I didn't want to put myself through that again. Did you have, um, uh, I had I didn't have postpartum postpartum. Yeah. I didn't have postpartum depression. I definitely had the baby blues for like three weeks where I just, I could not keep my emotions together. I wept at everything, <laughs> everything, but it was like a deep weeping. It wasn't just like, Oh, I'm a little teary. I would just cry and cry and cry. And, um, that was, that was really tough, but also just trying to navigate like, okay, you have to dedicate your whole life to this person who needs you at the moment. And as women we're the default parent, because they have to eat from us. They need to be near us. We're the ones that are getting up. Like, it just becomes a lot and it's overwhelming. And I'm one of those people who's like all or nothing. So, like, I'm 100% all in with my husband. So, to make that split of like. Well, oh, you guys had just also kind of started your relationship yeah. in ways yep. and then introducing a whole life yes. into the relationship. So, we're still learning each other, still love each other, obviously, but we're still learning each other, our quirks and all those things. And now we have. DJ that's in the picture and now we have to learn how to parent together as people who are still learning each other each other right so it was just there was it was just a lot and I I just know personally for myself I had to make that split between my husband and DJ and then whatever was left for me Mm. and I know that if there's another if I bring another into this world there's not gonna be anything left for me because I know how I am mm-hmm. I know how that I am pie. those kids are gonna get everything and then my husband's gonna get the rest yes well, which it should be husband first and then kids so they can see but I, I'm working on it I don't think we ever figure out the balance of anything but I just know that there wouldn't be anything left for me and then I know I would spiral because I just well at least I just know myself well yes well that's the thing is that knowing yourself yeah um I'm curious because you you guys tra- you guys went into this relationship rather quickly and mm-hmm. got married and had the baby and you said that you had PTSD from your last relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was talking to my mom about this the other day because I was telling, she was like, you know, when you find the right relationship, they will heal the parts of you mm. that um, you were, f- that, that were crushed, were crushed before. Like yeah. they won't. Um, trigger those trigger same. those same feelings. Mm-hmm. They will make sure that you feel safe in those in those things. Yes. Um, oh my god, it's so sweet. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I know I, I almost cried because I was like, I've never had that. Oh no! Um, That's how you know. Okay, we're gonna know. change that. Um, but um, I've had moments of it, and then 
Yeah. It always comes <laughs> crashing fucking down. Yeah. Um, what were some of those things that he was able to heal from, like, what your PTSD? We talk, We have a chapter in our book. It's called um, Post-Traumatic Baby Daddy Disorder. Oh, okay, and yeah. I, I realize that your last, you know, relationship wasn't your baby father's child. Yeah. But it's the, I think it's the same concept. So, yeah. Child's father. So we had still the kids, yeah. yeah, but there is. There's a PTSD that we as women carry from previous relationships. Whether or not you have... A, a child when you have a child with someone it's a little it's a lot more I think yeah. it penetrates the soul a little yeah. deeper but you know there's things that we compartmentalize or hold on to in our bodies and yeah. don't even realize or start judging other people yeah. like oh my god you're gonna do the same thing you're gonna leave me you're gonna hurt me you're gonna cheat on me you're mm-hmm. gonna disrespect me like yeah. and jumping into a relationship so quickly mm-hmm. but now I guess your spirit knowing that this was right for you what was what were some of the things that he was able to kind of heal so quickly? Because you were saying you didn't want to be in a room with a man by yourself. I didn't. I, didn't. I, I absolutely didn't. And I think talking to him first mm. without any of the, like, oh, let me see what you look like. There was never any of that. He was never like. Oh, Send me a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what it you got on that. right now? <laughs> it was strictly just like human to human, which I immediately was just like, okay, this is a really good person. And that obviously helped me lower my guard a little bit because my guard was super high. Um, again, let me preface that it was a year, it was a year and a half that I had just taken that out of my life. I was open. Well, no, I was closed. <laughs> I was close to being set up. I didn't want that. I was open to it being organic. I did not want to be set up by anybody. I didn't want it to be, um, I was kind of, not kind of, I was specific in what I did want and what I didn't want. And I think that that helped because when he showed up, I realized my spirit was like, oh, there you are. He's checking all the boxes. Yeah. And I felt safe. Safety was my number one thing because I did not feel safe in my previous relationships, whether it was safe to be myself or like physically safe. Like I cannot be in this home safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt safe with him. I knew, uh, just from the way that when we hung out, how he treated me and he was always looking out for me and then it was continued. It didn't just go away. It wasn't like that initial courtship. Yeah. Like, Oh, well I'm just going to show you my best self. And then, you know, then we're going to change up, Um, which I had experienced before. It was that sense of safety. It was the no preconceptions of who I was. He allowed me to show him who I was as opposed to being, having me on this pedestal, which is, I guess a little unique to just who, what I do in my industry. Cause everybody sees me, everybody knows who I am and they make these assumptions of who they think I am behind closed doors. And it's just not that. I think people would be very surprised if they got to sit down with me for a while or like live with me for a week, like who I am, you know. I, I think um, the concept of putting women on pedestals is very dangerous in yes, general. And I think absolutely. men really, they, that's some that's their go-to when they want to make a woman feel special is like, I put you on this pedestal. You put Don't me on this me pedestal because at any moment I could be knocked off this pedestal with any of any of my, me showing up as human. Yeah. You know, like I've had men say that. And I'm like, please don't do that. I don't want to be on your fucking pedestal. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want you to worship me. I don't want you to know. Because as soon as I drop one, one, yeah. one thing, you're like, oh, you're not. I, there perfect. is a level of yeah. worship I want. I think it's just this concept of pedestal where I am higher than every other woman, every other person. Like, yeah. no, I am yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. I am just your woman. Mm-hmm. Like we, we are meant to be. Like, yeah. You can worship me in that. Yeah. In that way. But yeah, I totally get it. That was one of the other things. My previous, uh, one of the relationships I was in, it was almost like he 
was amazed that I was even is. in his capacity, like mm-hmm. that I was like almost like out of, I was so far out of his league that once I was with him, he just couldn't, couldn't handle it. Yeah. Oh and he God. just like, didn't know what to do. And he sabotaged at every corner and then he made me feel like shit. And then because of how he used to treat other women, he didn't know how to treat somebody who was good. And it was just this whole, it was this whole thing. Like, I hope that he's grown since then. Like, I hope so. Um, I always hold the space. I'm not expecting anything, but I'm holding the space that they grow and they learn. Um, I don't know if you've experienced this too, because I've, I've experienced a relationship like that too, mm-hmm. where like my, the person couldn't believe that they got me Yeah, and it gave me a sense of safety almost. Like, it made me feel like, okay, well, now I know this person won't disrespect me. Yeah. Like, I know this person will value me mm-hmm. because they can't believe that they have me. Yeah. And that's where we fuck up. Yeah, well, because I, they didn't. Because didn't. That, because the fact that you thought you couldn't get me, you don't value yourself. There's a reflect, right. That's a, re- that's right. a reflection. Yeah. And the, inevitably, yeah. that is going to show up in our relationship and yes. how you... Ed- and how you treat me. Yes. And it always does. Yeah. Well, women forget about that. And I think men... We were just talking about this. It's like this idea... If if the if the man hasn't done the work to value himself, mm-hmm. then he is going when he puts you on this pedestal and he looks at you. There is going to be something that happens. Where he's like, "Oh my god, I don't deserve this," mm-hmm. and then he's going to try and find a flaw in you, mm-hmm. and, or and then because he can't imagine that women overall can be this, this, or this, that. And when you don't feel when you don't feel like you're someone's equal or that you deserve them, then like inevitably you're trying to bring them down to where you to believe level. To where you believe mm-hmm. that you exist. And yeah. so like, you know, sometimes people like, I think women, people tell women not to come off too confident or too like, I love my fucking self. I'm the shit. I, I love myself. I look bomb. My mm-hmm. body's bomb. Like I, ha- I can make babies. Like I can cook, you know, like, yes. we're, we're, we're really like told to like take up less space. Water down ourselves. Water sure. ourselves down, you know? And I think for men, they, if they don't, if they haven't had the time to really like, feel truly like they deserve something of this level then they yeah they start to become really mean yeah it's like yeah because they just don't they don't know how they don't know how they got you but they also don't know how to get themselves out of that space and I think that's the other thing that I really what I was attracted to when I met Dana was he had been single for seven years he was like I don't need to do this. Not that, not saying he was celibate, but he wasn't in a committed relationship because he knew himself and because he valued himself because he had been in one that really messed him up. And, um, he wanted to just live his life and, and have, uh, the best time living his life, you know? And I was like, I respect that because you knew yourself well enough to just take this road and this journey. He wasn't trying to fill himself up with other things. He knows what his value is. He's an amazing man. Like he has incredible ideas. He is, he's so fine. (laughs) (laughs) He's so beautiful. I just like look at him and I'm like, Oh, Um, but he's just, he's beautiful. He's compassionate. He, the way his mind works is just so intriguing to me. Sometimes I gotta be like, you got to turn it off for a second. Like I need a break. (laughs) I don't want to be talking about this idea at 7am. I'm tired. What's his sign? He's a Taurus. My son born the day before him. A Taurus. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm surrounded by bulls. I know my daughter too. (laughs) Yes. But Mm. I, but I appreciate it and I understand it because I'm a goat. So I'm, 
I don't know why I'm a sea goat, though. That doesn't make sense because I don't like the water like that. I like it for its purification process and to hydrate and moisturize. <laughs> I don't want to go in the ocean. I'm good. It's scary. Only, only to get married. Yep. Only. <laughs> I was like right right here. Right here to my waist in the flamingo floaty. I was good. Um, but yeah, so I just, I really respected that. And that was different than any other relationship I had been in. They had previous relationships. They had come off as though they were confident, but really... Really, when I look at it, I'm like... Them alpha males, no. those alpha You gotta be careful of that males. projection. You, you really know? gotta be careful. Really, they were. And I, I guess the other thing, too, was that they were also in the industry. I thought I thought that if I was with somebody who did the same thing that I did... They'd have an understanding. It would be easy to... No. No, 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 no. It was almost worse. Because now everybody knows me. We have all these other people that are looking at me. They spent so much time looking at the other people looking, looking at, at me you. that they weren't looking at me looking at them. <laughs> right. You're like, wait, hold up. I was like, I'm here looking at you. You are the only person I see. And I'm also, like I said, I'm 100%. Like, there's no, when I'm committed, there's no swaying me. That's like There's Capricorn. just not. There's nothing. You cannot. There's nothing that anybody can do unless I have, I've made that decision. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't get that. I was like. I'm literally here next to you, like I'm with you, but you're concerned about that dude over there? Right. Yeah. Who's not even over here talking <laughs> to us? Like he's just looking? Like you you got to know people are going to look. Yeah, and I'm like, you do realize I was who that was the other thing. I told Dana cuz once I once I'd been through those relationships and I'd started going to therapy, I started doing work on myself. That was one of the first things I told him. I said, I am who I am. This is my job. I'm not changing it for anybody. Mm-hmm. I am who I am, and I will be this way if you date me or not. This is my life. People are going to know me. Part of me belongs to the world. That's just mm. that's just how it is. Mm. People are going to look at me. People are going to want my attention. People are going to – all these different things. You have to be oh. okay with yourself to be able to deal with this because I'm not changing because I did. Not that I changed. I still did what I did, but I said no to a lot of things to appease somebody else. Their broken egos. Right. And I just was like, I'm not doing that again. I'm not going to let you tell me who I can hang out with because we're not possessions. We are not things to be owned. Dana has his female friends. I have my male friends. I think it's completely healthy and there is nothing wrong with that. Like there's no, I'm also not a jealous person. Like until you give me a reason to either be jealous or to question you. Right. I'm going to give you my trust. I'm going to hold that you are making the right decisions for yourself and and you're respecting me in those spaces. If you show me that you're not, we'll address it then. Right. But he, I think it's very healthy for us to both have our friendships and relationships. And plus, I'm in a male-dominated industry. I'm around men all, all the, the time. time. So this is a treat <laughs> for me right now. <laughs> I am surrounded by men all the time. And I really respect Dana for that because he's really been able to just be like, yeah, go go ahead, do what you do what you need to do. And he's uplifted me in the process. He, I've never had somebody support me to the point where literally everything he does is to elevate me I just I love you I love you I think you're the most amazing person on the planet but he he's always thinking about me and that's something that I have to work on because I've only had to think about me for a really long time and all of my decisions and things like that but I I can I can come off very detached sometimes not that I which is weird because I'm super empathetic and very in tune with my emotions but I can come off really detached and just like okay and (laughs) um so i have learned for myself to cultivate um a better connection there with with dana in that way i really have to 
work on that. Like the same excitement that I would want him to show me, I have to do show as him. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes after DJ's been all over me all day and I'm touched out, like that's the last thing I want is to just be like, <laughs> like hey, hey, tell me your idea, babe. Yeah, I'm like, hey, you, you tell like, me your idea. You're so smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but it's just been so, it's, it's been interesting. Like I think, the ebb and flow of everything. I don't think I'm ever going to find a balance. Everybody always asks me, well, how do you balance? I'm like, I that, don't. That question's crazy. Yeah, I'm like, that question I, is one. crazy. <laughs> no, he, he, here's the blueprint. No, you can't. There's right. just, some days it's 70-30, some days it's 100% just DJ, some days it's 100% just me, some days it's 100% into Dana. Um, but there really isn't balance and I think that's the cool thing about life is the polarity and the duality of everything is, mm-hmm. you know, we just kind of Life is happening for us, not to, to us. Right, right. Yes. And yes. I think that's a lesson, too, that I had to learn. Because sometimes it's like, oh, well, this is just, the situation was so horrible. And they, I can't believe they did that to me. But it, it wasn't. I, looking back, I'm like, that was a protection. So you wouldn't be, do, so you wouldn't be in it I too have, long. I yeah. cannot tell you how. I just got goosebumps. I've been protected so much. Mm. Oh, my angels, my ancestors, God, the source, the creator has been looking out for your girl. Okay. Because there have been plenty of times where I wanted it to be a yes so badly, whether it was a relationship or um, a role or uh, the label or whatever it was. And it was a big fat no or big fat warning sign. And I was completely protected from the aftermath of what happened when I look at it from the outside. Thinking that it was a no, but it was a reroute. Yes. No, it was a nope. Plot twist. Yes. No and. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And here's what you actually deserve and what you want. No, dot, dot, dot. The ellipsis. No, here's more. (laughs) This is is what you're going to do. So I don't know. It's been, it's been interesting. It's never, it's, it's always going, never ending, I guess. It's an ongoing journey of like discovery. I can sit here and talk to you forever. I know, me too. Um, but we can't. Okay, okay. <laughs> but we can, Not but we can't. Anyway. We can, but we can't. Okay. But before we get out of here, two things. Yes. I want to play a game with you. Okay. It's called Trigger. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> and it's a game we play with our guests. And basically, I say a word and you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Don't overthink it. Okay. Damn. You know me. <laughs> I'm going to be like, wait. <laughs> um,. And try to just, you can say more than one word, but okay. try to keep it in one word. Okay. Bad habits. Ooh. Overeating. Ma- marriage. Challenging. Motherhood. Also challenging. Monogamy. Easy. Cannabis. Love it. Black women. Love them, yes. Purity ring. Uh, I don't have one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm Graduated. It's gone. Graduated, yeah. <laughs> Religion. Uh, boxes. Anal. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm always down to explore, okay? <laughs> Boxers or briefs? Uh, briefs. Turn on. Uh, wait. What like, is a turn on? Oh, oh, what is a turn on? Uh... Please, I'm a sapiosexual. Just please stimulate my mind. Turn off. Um. Oh fuck! How do I? I don't know how to word this. Uh, turn off would probably be. Ooh, bad. Uh, bad. Bad dental oral hygiene. Mm. Ooh, girl, that's a that's bad, a good one. Just yeah. <sighs> 
seems like something I encounter. Memories were all triggered now. <laughs> Mushrooms. Love them. Hey. Hey. Pregnancy. One and done. Favorite porn category. I don't have one. You watch porn? Mm-mm. Have you ever watched porn? Yeah. But I, I'm not like looking in for your favorite yeah, category. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. Favorite sex position. Oh, shit. I have one, but I don't know the name of it because it's new. <laughs> <laughs> Just explain it. Yeah. Uh, so the guy is laying down and then the girl is, it's almost like reverse cowgirl, uh-huh. but not center. It's oh, like one, one leg. leg. Oh, yeah. That one, like the one leg. Oh, like one like, leg on the side? Like that. Ooh, it's like girl. a scissor, yeah. Yeah. Because you can kind of get that booty, like. Yeah. <laughs> that side booty, yeah. Makes your butt look big. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, babe, can we do the, can we, the new, <laughs> the new one, please? Yeah, yeah, With the reverse yeah. one leg cowgirl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> But um, then they can turn too, so they have the so he could like get on his side and I'll be on my side. Yeah, can you really get in there? Mm-hmm. Um, biggest insecurity, probably my stomach, my tummy. Me too, girl. Pregnancy. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think I've always like not loved my stomach, but then after pregnancy, I gained seventy pounds in my pregnancy. Oh my I don't goodness. know. I know it's yeah. crazy, um, and it's it's. It's just like it's just never the same. Yeah, it's just never the same. I mean, I, I appreciate my how powerful I my body is to have like done that. But I'm like, hey, can you just you know do me a little favor and stop jiggling so much? I know. I was like, do I need to be cut? still? I was like, I do I need it. to get this cut open and stretch no. down? Jay goes like this. He'll like grab it, and I say, you did that, and he's like, I did. I say, yeah, cause my belly was out to here. He's the only person that I let do that. I've been so sensitive about my stomach for such a long time that like anybody touches it, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Even my husband, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. I'm like, just breathe. You gotta do some mirror. You gotta do some mirror work. Yeah, me too. Because I go my sometimes when I'm like lower weight, then I'm like, okay, it's cute, and then I gain five pounds. I'm like, I hate it again. And I'm like, I can't do this to myself. Yeah, I gotta stop. And I'm yeah. not gonna get a tummy tuck. So just shut up. Erica. Yeah, that's not happening. No. If we, if we, well, surgery for if if we need it, but if we were meant to have it, we'd have zippers. I think zippers, zippers. Yeah, if we were meant to go all up in there and oh. Oh, it would be easy, right? Yeah, we just—we yeah. already have zippers on our body. Uh, let you in. out. Let you back in. I'm not mad about not having zippers on my titties. I definitely would cut these open again and do it again. Oh, yeah. I don't want zippers there either. Uh, <laughs> these are the best investment I ever made. Um, they are beautiful. Thanks, You're Dr. Laverson in San Diego. <laughs> um, what's it? Oh, uh, threesomes. No, I don't like to share. She's selfish. Shh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I do not like to share. I feel you, girl. Um, last but not least, biggest regret. Biggest regret. That's actually a really good question because I, I don't really regret anything in my life. Mate, well, I do regret yelling at this girl named Kelly when I was in the fifth grade. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. You have to be a cancer somewhere in your chart, girl, because the way you just remembered that. <laughs> Kelly, do you hear this? Kelly from I the know, fifth grade. I feel She's really, sorry. I, I will never forget it, though, because I'm not really a yeller like <laughs> not that. the fifth and grade. She, and, and it was just, <laughs> I was so irritated, and I I yelled so loud in her face, and I told her that no one liked her. And, I, <laughs> and I've never forgotten that, so I'm sorry, Kelly, Kelly wherever you're at. You. I'm, uh, like, I still remember. Like, that makes my stomach hurt, like, thinking about it. So, yeah, I would say that, and then biggest regret I don't really have a major one like I don't have any there's no like regret that was like life changing if that that makes sense so I don't really have one 
Good. Yeah. I think I think it's I think it's best to live life without regrets, or at least yeah, lead with. I that. mean, because I can't do anything you about it now. Can't change anything. Like, that was my high school qu- senior quote. What? No regrets. No regrets. No, no regrets. I was the I was the early YOLO. Yeah, come on, let's go. You already have the Before Drake, I was already on Yola. So we usually ask our guests if they have um, a hoary. We have a segment on our show. Wait, should we do the tarot first? Wait, tell her so then she can have time to think about it, and then I'll do the the tarot, and then we'll do the hoary for after. Okay. So a horror story is a hotel, like whether that's with your husband or a previous partner or whatever, Mm -hmm. something that's either... High on the host scale. High on the host scale. Sexy, little sexy sex story. Mm. Um, Or maybe something that was like really embarrassing. Like we have one recently that is on, if you're on Patreon, which you should subscribe to Patreon right the fuck now. Please don't repeat that story. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm going to make them go to Patreon to hear to it. Hear it. I was like, because like, there's I, a little nasty little story that was shared on Patreon. It's actually in audio form, which is even fucking better. <laughs> I'm going to start making people submit through audio. Yeah. Like the story was wow. I mean, I'm grossed out. It, it could either be gross, it could be surprisingly <laughs> like scary. It could be like, oh, um, that was the that was a hi- whole highlight time, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> So if you okay, have one, I gotta think. Okay, Sorry, think <laughs> like, and yeah, think about it if you it'll be my it. version of a hoe. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no judgment. You know, whatever level you're at. Okay, let me think we about welcome it. all the stories. Okay. Um, but in the meantime, yes. I know we when we started the show, we let you you chose a tarot card mm-hmm. and you got the nine of swords. And it I've looked, never done this before, actually. Oh, you really? So haven't? I'm very yeah, I'm very intrigued to see. Well, you can let us know if it resonates with the, with you. It okay. usually does. Okay. Um, and you, you, when you looked at it, you seemed like the imagery. It, it's like a, it's can a, we hold it up so they can see what I picked? It's like a woman or man sitting up in the bed. Like look like <laughs> very. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> they look a little distraught. <laughs> Just a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, so what does it mean? Um, upright. It means there's anxiety, worry, fear, nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, let's see. The Nine of Swords suggests that dark thoughts or disturbing feelings are weighing you down and keeping you up at night. You are worrying excessively about a situation and your negative thoughts are getting the better of you, leaving you stressed and anxious. The more you associate with your fears, the more they will rule your life. As you obsess over what's not working, the more anxious you become and the more you will worry. It becomes a negative cycle where one awful thought leads to another and another and another until they overwhelm you. This is, I also resonate with this. <laughs> Just as the nine of swords are stacked upon each other the uh, each other on the wall, so too are your negative thoughts. Mm. Be careful because the fear and worry in the nine of swords can become... Sorry, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. As you obsessed over what you yeah. may what may go wrong, you are more likely to manifest your worst case scenario yeah. because you are inadvertently acting in ways that support your negative thoughts. You feel like this is resonating with yeah, you? What you think? Yep. <clears throat> um, the more you're, my phone died. <laughs> So that was really much. I it. have it up here if you want me to. <laughs> he said, oh. "This is what this is what happens when you're a tar- you're tarot." It was queen, like I don't want to read it anymore. In in training, and you rely on bitty tarot. Honestly, I mean, I think I. That, yeah. Wait, wait. When the nine of swords appears in a reading, it is time to reach out for help. Oh, help me, Jesus! <clears throat> oh, I, did. Did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Which you did. <laughs> yeah. 
You don't need to do this alone. You don't. You have a group of women that are waiting to embrace you. Enlist the support of others to help you get through this dark period of your life. Others will help you see the light at the end of the tunnel and lead you towards a solution or a sense of peace despite your troubles. You are struggling to look at your situation clearly as you are plagued by negative thoughts. So having an objective, third-party perspective will help you find your way out. Yes. Mm. Oh. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I I definitely relate to it because, like I was talking about with my project, I'm we're like in the middle of it, and I'm just like I really want this to work. Like it has to work, and I want it to work, and I think that's where my thoughts start to spiral because of the experiences I've had before, like Mm. the what ifs. Yeah, and but I'm I'm trying to shift it because I somebody just asked me a question the other day. Um, for advice and she was like well how do I go about putting this music out it's very vulnerable I'm scared and I said well you have to shift your thoughts from what if it sucks and what if people hate it to well what if but what if it's great what if they love it and so I have to do that for myself and I think the stress also comes from like I mean it's my livelihood you know so if it doesn't work I have to like not scramble but I'm I'm grateful that I have the opportunities to do other things like act and host and, and do all those other um, things. But when the music is working, everything else is really working. So I really need this to work. Well, that's your, like your, yeah. your, your, your passion. Main thing. Yeah. yeah, it is my passion. That's true. That's definitely true. It is my passion. I have to sing. I want to sing. I want to be on stage. And I think where the fear comes in is because the landscape has changed so much since even the last time I put out music, like I put out a little EP, I put out a Christmas album and an EP in 2020. And it's changed even from that time. And I'm like, is this new landscape going to accept this yes. music? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it is the majority. But I guess when I'm sleeping, all those subconscious thoughts come up because I had the craziest nightmare. Oh, really? <laughs> like last week, I, I woke up in a, I was sweating. I was panicked. I looked back and Dana was there and I was like, it was so real. Mm. It was so real and so yeah so this card really does resonate yes and i'm very excited for our trip (laughs) (laughs) you should be i'm very excited for our trip i need women i need time to myself i'm very excited yes and this episode is going to come out in july so you'll already have been on the trip but just you guys know jordan might be there right now jordan's she's probably there right now she's Mm -hmm. in mexico jordan's joining us on the good vibe retreat and i'm just so excited to create spaces for for women for for all women because we do need those spaces we need places and spaces to feel like safe yeah. human embraced, yeah human unplug not be needed not especially if you are a natural if your natural in- instinct is to, to pour into everyone you sometimes have to remove yourself from the pouring place oh i, I you have know to. Absolutely. you have to or you can't physically do it mm-hmm. so it's just because I, I will always go and sit back down with dj <laughs> even if i'm dragging I, mommy sit with okay yeah okay I will and I think that's important but at the same time like I definitely have to be gone like out of you've got to say state. yes to yourself <laughs> I have yeah. to be gone out, out of the yeah. country yeah and but Dana the amazing thing was I showed it to him and I was like showing him the thing I said babe look at this doesn't this sound amazing he was like I want to go I said no <laughs> not you nope no nope just for me <laughs> and I was like so because we you know he actually is my he is managing me at the time now and he's also my A&R so we also work together mm. and so scheduling i had to be like do we have these days open and he was like yeah and i was like okay i'm taking them Mm -hmm. don't book anything i don't care what comes in i'm this is what i'm doing yeah he was like all right and so i just to be sure yesterday was like so are we good and he was like babe i really just you need to 
Just do it. Just buy it. <laughs> just go. Because he knows. And I'm actually grateful because I'm the one that's like, I will be the one like, nope, I got to stay here. I got to do this. I got to do this. And Dana's like, can you go hang out with some friends? Oh, yeah. Like, can you go? Because he'll go on guys trips all the time. And I have no problem with him. Like, go ahead. Like, please have a good time. But I won't do it for myself. So I'm grateful that I have that he can see that. I need it. Well, congratulations on <laughs> choosing you. yourself and doing Thank that. You. And hopefully you'll even get more clarity and peace around releasing some of these yeah. feelings and ideas that this card holds. Um, well, this was beautiful. Wait, wait, wait. Did you think of that horse? Oh, shit. It might be she just for almost... Patreon. Let's see how juicy, juicy. I mean, get. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I, I don't have very many exciting stories, to be honest. I, uh, well, I will say I did have a hoe face for like six months. <laughs> six. I had two phones, the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> two, two phones. phones. Yes, I had two phones. I was like, I had one for work and one for play. If you want to listen to Jordan Sparks host, host, host story, <laughs> hoe face. Horries. Make sure you go check out our Patreon. Um, you can go to patreon.com backslash good moms, bad choices. Or guess what, guys? We're not eight. We're not rated NX or whatever the fuck they had us on Patreon for no fucking reason for. You can now search Good Moms, Bad Choices in Patreon. They finally released the Dang. the hold on our account because they, you know. You they know realize they, we're not see? X-rated. Yeah. We're not doing porn over here. Okay, surprise. <laughs> can you believe it? Surprise, surprise. Um, well, sure. Jordan, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed myself. Tell our people where they can find you. <gasps> you can find me. On your radios. I'm kidding. Um, that too. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah you can find me at Jordan Sparks on all platforms except for in, uh, TikTok. I think it's official Jordan Sparks. J-O-R-D-I-N-S-P-A-R-K-S. And um, keep your ears and your eyes open for the new music because it's going to be really good and you won't regret listening to it. Can't wait. Awesome. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> and we love you. And we hope you have a beautiful rest of your week.